Hey there, our listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be talking about Contest of Queens by Jordan H. Bartlett. <clears throat> this is the book of the month winner for January. Uh, and I'm actually pleased to know I was very, very impressed um, by the storytelling. Um, any background noises you hear will be my daughter. <laughs> Um, in the background, I'm just tickling her toes right now because she's just adorable. Um, <clears throat> and I've noticed she seems to enjoy just watching me record. It's quite adorable. Um, she just stares at me so intently. <laughs> um, in any case, this... Uh, I, well, let me start here. I did have a chance to um, interview the author. Very nice person, by the way. Super fun interview. I wish I was more experienced with podcasting um, so that I could have done a podcast review so that I can have like an actual dialogue um, versus just saying, I'm going to email them some questions and, you know, like a back and forth kind of dialogue. Um, but... Uh, when I interviewed her, you know, she did mention that this story um, at first began sort of as a retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk. And I saw it. You know, I definitely saw that aspect in the storytelling. Um, there's the queendom, first of all. And you have the upper realm, which is high up on the cliffside, up in the mountains above the clouds, right? And then you have, you know, the lower realm, which is, you know, below below the clouds, basically. Um, you have our main protagonist. We have two main protagonists. You've got Connor, also known as Prince Cornelius. And you have Jacqueline, also known as Jax. And these two <coughs> form a friendship uh, through letters. So he sends down a boat with a message and down, a, you know, the cliffside waterfall. And she sends up a hot air balloon uh, with a message. I really uh, liked their correspondences. I think they got to know a lot about each other and each other's world. Um, that's how detached these two realms are. It's part of one kingdom, you know, queendom, sorry. It's part of one queendom, sure, but the upper realm is so detached from the lower realm. You're really seeing a distinction in um, class and status here. You have the have and the have nots. And because they're so distant and far removed from one another, they there's no dialogue. And if you have no dialogue, then there's, you know, really no way to understand one another. So the lower realm thinks of the upper uprights, as they call them, as snobs. And, you know, the uprights think of the lowerians, low sorry, um, as, you know, criminal criminals and, you know, the dredges of society. <coughs> Both um, are wrong in their assumptions. 
yes, the upper realm can be a little bit snobbish, but you're going to have snobs everywhere you go, honestly. Um, you are always going to have people who think that they are better than others because they have the status and the money. Even here, you have the dames who think they're much better than the knights, um, who are also women. Or anyone else below them. They're like, well, we're dames, so we're above all of you. Um, so you're definitely seeing this discussion of class structure and society and um, how it really does impact society. It's not unifying the kingdom at all. <laughs> it's um, not unifying the kingdom at all, is it, sweetheart? No, it's not. <laughs> um, in fact, it's just creating an even bigger wedge between the kingdom. Queendom, sorry. Um, it's actually really important that I call it a queendom because it's important to the story. Uh, the queen, you know, the book is called Contest of Queens, and the queen herself, on a visit to the lower realm, Jack's village of all of all places, um, she is assassinated, unfortunately. So now we have the Contest of Queens, which is the contest to choose the next queen. And you're really seeing a lot of Orwellian themes here. Um, the kingdom itself, queendom, sorry, it's a very feminist approach um, to storytelling. The council, the queen's council, are all women. Knights, they're all women. Women hold a lot of power in the storytelling. You don't really see that early on. You know, the, early on, it's, it is about world building. But you think, well, maybe it's just a, the queen who has all the power, you know? Um, yes, it's a queendom. But even in other fiction stories, you have the queen, you still have a council, which is mixed gender, sometimes men, um, knights, men. Here, it's very, very, um, Bartlett really focused on women and empowerment on that. It was a really interesting take for the gender, gender role reversal. And that's what I thought was really, really interesting for the story's development. Because again, you're not really seeing it a lot in the beginning. It's not until the contest of queens starts and stuff that you're seeing. Wow, you're learning more and more about how the structure of the society really works. How the women are very much respected um, in their communities. <clears throat> Whereas, you know, the men... Less, less, I mean, the men are, aren't really considered. There is a discussion later on in the book about men wanting to be knights and the women scoff at them. Like, you can't be knights. Yeah, you've, you don't have the strength, but you don't have the uh, capacity to control your anger. Right, you're really seeing this argument, um this common argument of, you know, women wanting to be soldiers, you're really seeing it flipped. And I really did like that that was a really interesting take. And especially Jack, Jacqueline. She's just like, well, why can't men be um, soldiers? And they're like, well, they can't because, you know, again, they can't temper their um, 
emotions. They would just go into a rage. And then Jack was just like, well, then why don't we teach them? You know, I do like that aspect, too, of allowing men to feel their emotions. Um, it is a step away from toxic masculinity. It's just like, it's okay for men to, you know, express their emotions. But I think there's a difference between repressing it and just controlling it. Uh, there is a time and place for your anger to come out. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, like, it's okay to cry whenever the hell you want. Um, I tell my son all the time, like, it's okay. You can cry. Somebody's he's crying a lot. I'm just like, you're going to make yourself sick. Breathe. Calm down. But, you know, he's two. So, <laughs> um, I'm just trying to make sure he knows it's okay to express his emotions. So, um, I really thought that that was really interesting. Back on topic, I thought that was really interesting that we're seeing this role reverse reversal in the story take place. What I also liked was the worthy or Orwellian themes. Um, you know, you are seeing, um, God, what's this called? What's it called again? Omnipresent government surveillance. You're seeing the abuse of power happen in this book. And I personally thought that that was just amazing. I was reading it and I'm just like, this is reminding me a lot of 1984. Um, the queen was assassinated and the king and the council, they're just like taking it out on everyone in the lower realm. It's just like, we're going to group you in with those criminals. That's it. None of you are, are good. And it's just like, well, that's not really fair. You can't punish everyone for the actions of a few. And they really are hurting the lower realm. It's just like, this is still your realm. You still have to take care of them. You know, if you don't want to take care of them, then give them their independence so that they can take care of themselves. Otherwise, back off, you know. But they really take it to the next level, especially the king. Like, he's... He is super depressed. Um, he's very angry. And yes, Connor is anger, angry and grief stricken as well. Oh, no, such a cute little face. Look at that little face. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. <coughs> but um, you're really seeing that he's letting his anger take control of him. So you kind of see the argument for not letting men in the army or in the become knights in this story um but then you see connor he tempers himself he doesn't restrain himself he just learns to master his emotions and express them in a way that is not going to hurt other people but also allow him a chance to heal himself and when it comes to the omnipresent government surveillance, they, they're just like, here's a scrying crystal, put it in your house and have everyone register. Um, it's basically like a camera so that they can listen to anything you say at all times and peek in on you whenever you want. And Jacqueline's just like, that's such an invasion of privacy. And so like, yes, yes, it is 100%. There's no dis disagreement there. It is 100% an invasion of privacy. So... She is just like, okay, I'm going to put a stop to this. And she sneaks up to the upper realm using a hot air balloon so that she can enter 
into the contest herself. And I love that little flip at the end. We have a monarchy, definitely, but Connor kind of wants to institute a somewhat democracy. It's like, yes, we have the contest that chooses our new queen, but I'm going to have the people kind of vote, too, kind of thing. It's really great. I'm sorry. That was a spoiler. It was just a really great moment for the storytelling, and I can't not brag about it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was a spoiler. I should have said spoiler alert first. I apologize. I apologize. Um, but it was a really great story. Um, I'm so looking forward to the second book. I'm so glad that the author, you know, Bartlett, she already told me in the interview, um, if you read it on my website, that she um did sign a contract with comcat books to produce a sequel and i'm like yes oh yeah i'm here for it i can't wait to see especially okay there are a lot of plot twists near the end that were just jaw dropping and i'm like what so um i was very excited about that so yeah um i'm gonna give I'm gonna give Contest of Queens four out of five stars. It does have a bit of a slow start. Um, I will say this: in those first few opening chapters, um, they are slow to start. There is a lot of world building, but at least you're getting to know the voice of the characters, and you're getting to know their perspective of the world that they live in, which is something that I think is a good takeaway from the overall storytelling. So, yeah. Really good book. Um, highly recommend it. Please remember to purchase the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer versus purchasing it on Amazon. I will include two links in the description to help you out with that. Um, please do not forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform, or by making a one-time donation to my Buy Me a Coffee or my PayPal. On that note, I hope you will have a great and wonderful rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.